Welcome to the latest episode of Random Topic Generator, the podcast about anything and everything where we let the computer randomly decide what topic we're going to discuss each and every episode. And if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to click like and subscribe so you can have each episode automatically downloaded into your computer or your mobile device. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Random Topic Generator. That being said, let's uh, hit the button and see what the Random Topic Generator has for us this week on this episode. Your topic is Rank the Star Wars Movies from Worst to Best. Well, this should be a fun and exciting and somewhat divisive little podcast this week we're going to rank the 11 star wars movies from what we think is worst what i think is worst to which one i think is the best now full disclosure to everybody out there i kind of hit the random topic generator before we went on the air So I posed this question to social media to see what everyone out there thought about this topic. And we got a couple of responses that we will include near the end of this podcast. So that being said, let's not waste any time. Let's get right down to the countdown of Star Wars movies from worst to best. Now, before we kick things off, we all can set aside the fact that some are a little more acceptable than others are. I think it sort of goes generational, but then again, some of us are really deep-rooted in our feelings. But let's just keep in mind that of the 11 films so far, there's been a total budget of $1.633 billion dollars. And the box box office intake for the 11 films has been $10.318 billion. So I'd say between George Lucas and Disney, they've made a pretty penny off of all of us from the thing that we love so much called the Star Wars universe. That doesn't mean we can't have a little bit of fun with the rankings and the series that means so much to all of us. But you know what? Just keep in mind that it's all subjective. It's all what we enjoy. It's all in how we see we rank it. And I would be remiss in saying that we can't forget that there is a third offshoot, non trilogy movie that was set to be released in 2023 called rogue squadron but the production for that has been delayed so will we see that at some point who knows but let's get to the list shall we at the bottom of the barrel it should come as no surprise to anybody most people probably have this movie ranked as their least favorite of the Star Wars movie, and that, of course, is 2002's Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. And I think 
I'm kind of in lockstep with most people about this movie that there are some good parts to it, but it's the whole middle portion, the whole love story portion, the whole dramatic portion of this movie that really just sucks the life out of most Star Wars fans. It was fine. We all knew that 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 Anakin and Padme were going to become a couple and they were going to have, spoilers, a couple of kids called Luke and Leia. We all knew it was coming, but we didn't really need to see the whole interplay, the whole relationship develop throughout the middle portion of this movie when there could have been so much more time dedicated to, say, the the clones of the said Attack of the Clones, but I digress. Most people, like I said, have this movie at the bottom, and we call it their least favorite of the entire franchise. At number 10, also another movie that widely gets panned, and I'm no different than it, and it's one of the standalone movies, the, one of the Star Wars stories, as they call them in the subtitle. It's Solo from 2018. And the idea of giving a backstory to Han Solo, sorry, Han Solo, is a great idea. I just don't think they went about it the right way. It was a little too too much of a, a modern twist on backstory storytelling, if that makes any sense whatsoever. I, I think the the idea of doing the movie was a great one, and I think as much as people love Han Solo, that it could have and should have been a... So it was something that people really clamored for. They wanted more of the character that most people consider some people some people i will say not most probably most but could be some think that is the best character in the entire franchise but i just think the story fell short the acting was fine it just didn't really come off as something that people i think people really wanted to see not necessarily what got han solo to what made him Han Solo in the original trilogy, they kind of wanted to see more of the the bad boy that he was portrayed to be in the first Star Wars movie. And I think that movie just sort of fell flat. I mean, we did get to see the, the introduction of, of him and Chewie, and we did get a... a tossed in explanation about the the Kessel Run controversy. So I guess in that aspect it was a success from that portion. Just the whole movie as a whole fell short, at least in my view, to how good it possibly could have been. Now I will say that I own it, which I'm sure all of us that are Star Wars fans own all these movies. It's just not one of those that I go back and watch over and over again like I do some of the other movies. Next on my list is 
Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi from 2017. And that, again, this one also is probably not that big of a surprise to a lot of people. I think the the process of the next trilogy, the Disney trilogy, whatever trilogy you want to call it, was a great idea. And there were portions of this movie that I really enjoyed. I just think that Rain Johnson tried to... My main concern with the movie, I guess, is he tried to influx a little too much forced humor into this movie, this this chapter, this episode of the franchise, and it it kind of fell flat. One of the great things about the, the original trilogy with Lucas is he had some humor in it, but it was more subtle humor. It wasn't, you know, in-your-face, this-is-funny type of humor. It was stuff that that we as sci-fi Star Wars nerds, we, we found humorous. And it was just sort of everyday, you know, conversational humor and stuff like that. And that really worked well, in my opinion. But I think Rain Johnson just tried to incorporate a little too much comedy into what is generally considered as far as uh, trilogies go, the, the, the middle act is usually where you set your characters in the darkest possible scenario before you get the redemption in the third and final chapter. And I think there was just too much, too much entertainment, too much com- comedic entertainment in this movie. And another downfall to it, there were like three separate you know, points of the movie, at least in my opinion, where you thought the story was coming to an end, but it just kept continuing and continuing and continuing. So I just wasn't a huge fan of how it was made. That doesn't mean there wasn't good stuff in it. And also a lot of people complain, and I'm sort of part of this, is they they sort of turned Kylo Ren into this sniveling little weasel halfway through the movie and you really wanted him to take a hold of the 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 Darth Vader villain aspect like they were setting up in the original of these trilogies and it just didn't happen and one other thing that I really personally couldn't stand was the whole Princess Leia dying and floating through space and into into the ship like she's finally discovered her her force calling or something i just thought it was cheesy they could have gone about it in a a a much better way than to have her floating through space and i just wasn't a fan of it so at number nine the last jedi from 2017 now Number eight may surprise and, and annoy some people, but again, remember, this is my list. At number eight is the first standalone movie from 2016, and that is a Star Wars story, Rogue One. Now, I'm not going to say anything too bad about the movie, because it was a good movie. 
I just, a lot of most people really loved this movie, and I liked it. I just didn't get as excited as the vast majority of people did with the movie. I thought it was good. I just don't put it in the great pantheon as far as my rankings of the Star Wars movies. And I'm probably going to take a lot of heat when I get to the next one then. How can you put Rogue One below that one? But you know what? It's this is, A list is basically just opinion. Now, there are portions of Rogue One I really liked, and I did like the story. I just, it, I think my favorite part of it is how they they CGI'd the young Leia and butted it right up until the beginning of A New Hope, or Star Wars, if you will. And maybe that's my whole issue with ranking it so low, is I really like the movie, and I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It just wasn't one that I really fell in love with i i still watch it from time to time i just it's not one of those star wars movies like say empire or something where i i watch over and over again that's as simple as i can get with it which brings us to number seven and let the detractors and the commenters enter at number seven i have from 1999 star wars episode one the Phantom Menace. And I know there's a lot of things people can say about this movie, but there's a lot of great things about that movie as well. I mean, most people just simply go to Jar Jar and how annoying he was. But on its face, there was... The other bad thing is they, they really complained about how the pod race lasted for half the movie, which, yeah, that did last a little long, but... It is what it is. There was a lot of great things about that movie. And for those people in my generation that grew up to the original trilogy, to have a brand new Star Wars movie be released after so long, and we were in our, you know, single digits or, or early teens when these movies the original trilogy came out for and to have to wait for these almost 20 years for a brand new movie we were ecstatic that we were finally getting a brand new star wars story which i find a bit of irony mixed in with that and we're going to get to that here in just a little bit with a lot of people in my generation were disappointed because they wanted, you know, Star Wars or A New Hope with The Phantom Menace, and that's not exactly what we got. And I really like, I still like the movie. Are there annoying points in it? Absolutely there are. But you're setting the stage for not only the prequel trilogy but the entire franchise in and of itself with the phantom menace we had to know how everything got the way it was and how it you know came about in the original trilogy so number seven i have the phantom menace does it have drawbacks yes it does 
But you know what? You can probably find drawbacks in any movie, any, even in movies that you love so very, very much. So I have Phantom Menace at number seven, which brings us to number six, and that is 2005's Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Now, the reason I have it there is because I think out of the prequel trilogy, it is head and shoulders above Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace because I think it, it's a great piece of, of filmmaking. I think we got to see what pushed Anakin over the edge and turned him into Vader and... We also got some, th even though some of it was kind of thrown in at the very end, we got to see some of those loose ends from the original trilogy buttoned up, sort of like how did the, the droids end up with Captain Antilles and how did Obi-Wan end up on Tatooine, isolated and all that sort of stuff. And, I, and a quick story that I'll say, and it's really all I'm going to say about this movie is... Somebody I was working with at the time came in that following Monday after seeing it and saying how much they thought it was a garbage movie and how they didn't like how they just threw all that stuff in there at the end. I actually disagree then and I still disagree with them. No, I think that was a perfect way to sort of tie everything together from the original trilogy to this prequel and I just thought, as a whole, it was a very entertaining Star Wars addition to the universe. And still, I mean, it's most people's favorite of the prequel trilogy, and it also happens to be mine. So, so there at number six, I have Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Sith? Sith. Which brings us to our top five. And at number five, from 2019, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Now, I think The Last Jedi kind of sort of burned out a lot of people on this latest Disney trilogy. So, I don't think there was a lot of fairness given out to this movie a lot of people just immediately panned it and i think a lot of that had to do coming off of how disappointed they were with the last jedi i think this movie of the latest the disney trilogy was much like it like revenge of the sith where it sort of tied everything that you saw in the previous two films together and did a good job, and a lot of people didn't see the sort of rebirth to an extent of the Emperor. And that was a, a fun little surprise and shock to me. Now, were there downfalls in this movie? Yeah, there were. I mean, a lot of people didn't like the, the, the whole Kylo and Ren sort of romantic moment at the very end but you know what it, it sort of kind of makes sense to tie things up for the very end of the movie they were on this you know parallel journey 
adversaries, but yet close. And you really didn't know the the her backstory or who her parents were because we sort of got this mystery in the first two movies. So to see that sort of come to culmination, I thought was a good way to button it back up. One one of the best things that I think J.J. Abrams did was to sort of tie everything together, much like Lucas did with Revenge of the Sith in Episode 3. I thought as a whole it was a great, fun little chapter in the Star Wars universe, and it, it, it brought everything to culmination and really made it completely entertaining as a whole. So that brings us to number four, and my selection for number four is from 2015. It's Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. And much like my generation with The Phantom Menace, this younger generation that the original, the prequel trilogy, turned people on to Star Wars, they were excited to finally get some new Star Wars movies after a, what, eight-year absence or something like that, ten-year absence, I suppose, for their generation. So they were excited for that. And to hear that J.J. Abrams, who was a huge name in, well, still is a huge name, but was a huge name in movie-making at the time, was taking the helm after what he did to my Star Trek franchise, but that's a story for another podcast. I really loved... The Force Awakens. I thought of the three Disney trilogy movies, it was far and away the the best of the three. And I know the detractors will say it's basically a new hope, kind of reimagined a little bit. It's basically the same movie. But you know what? In most space opera movies, you're generally getting the same sort of topic each and every time you have something on this grand of a scale. So was it sort of kind of like a new hope? Yeah, it kind of sort of was, but you know what? It was still a damn good movie. And who really saw, or who put it this way. When you heard that, that Han Solo was going to be in it. Don't tell me that you didn't lose your, your, your cool from excitement when you found out one of your heroes was going to return to a franchise that you thought you would never see him in again as a whole it was a great one and then when he died when when kylo kills him that was that was some good movie making so we've all seen the movie so we're not going to go scene for scene and i just thought it was a really cool movie he set the stage greatly for this trilogy i just don't think it ever got topped by the other two i think maybe he set the bar too high maybe he set too much up but i thought it was a a great movie as a whole and that's why it's my favorite of the disney trilogy and if you're keeping math at home you, you know we only have three left and it really shouldn't come as much of a surprise what the three are going to be at number three from 1983 i have star wars episode six return of the jedi again this is kind of generational but 
Return of the Jedi does what a trilogy movie does. It delivers your your conclusion, your your flash and your dusty ending to use a wrestling terminology. It gives you culmination to a long story arc. And Ewok part aside, I can see now why people got annoyed with it. But you know what? They were an integral part of that entire story of that movie. So without the Ewoks, you wouldn't have had them getting in to that observation station to be able to blow up the shield around the second Death Star. And one of the other great things about it is you you got to see the, the humanization of Darth Vader where he finally has his son, spoilers, that Luke and Vader are father and son. Um, you finally got to see him see his son in peril from the Emperor, and he decides on his son over his allegiance with the Emperor that we can now watch and see build from when he was a little child up until that point. So... I just thought it was a great culmination to the original trilogy. So, kudos to you, Return of the Jedi, which ranks number three in my list of Star Wars movies. Which brings us to number two, and that, of course, is 1977's Star Wars. Or, for newer fans, A New Hope, if you so choose to call it. But people of my generation we still call it actually i've been trained to call it a new hope now but we called it star wars because that's what it was and i agree we're going to talk here in just a little bit about someone else that submitted their list and i agree with their point that it's hard not to put star wars at one because it's what introduced us to this universe and what made us fall in love with this universe and I can't argue with any of that. It's a great, great movie. I mean, people will nitpick it now. And as Patrick said on my other podcast, Tap the Wire, which you should also like and follow, I might add, he wants the original trilogy and not the 90s remastered, re-CGI'd version because so many things kind of sort of change but don't really change and and a lot of people say how could you know lucas do that to his own creation but that's the thing that's his creation he can do whatever he wants with it maybe he had that insight all along about certain things greedo and han who shot first etc 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 maybe he did maybe he didn't i don't know things change sometimes things change sometimes they stay the same that's all I can really say about that. But Paul is right, which you're going to hear in a few minutes, that it's hard not to put Star Wars A New Hope at number one because it, it did introduce us all and make us all fall in love with this universe that we all freely love that very much. Otherwise, we wouldn't be so divisive about certain portions of it. And he's right about that. But... I just have to, because at number one, no surprise to anybody, and it's most people's favorite Star Wars movies, and that's 1980's 
Star Wars Episode Two: The Empire Strikes Back. And I just say this is such a perfect sci-fi movie. It has everything in it. It has a little bit of humor. has a little bit of, you know, sort of the budding romance between Leia and Han. It has some classic lines like, you know, I am your father and I love you. I know. And it just, it has great action sequences in it. It has explosions. It has, like I said, some humor, a lot of it coming from C3PO and R2D2. And it's just a perfect movie. And how can you not? And you really got to see the, the sort of the dark side of Vader really squeezing his grip onto the not only the 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 empire but on the universe as a whole showing how dark he's actually going to be but yet in the inside you got to see a little some slivers of humanity in him when it comes to his son and whatnot so i just think of all the movies it's the most perfect movie that they made in all of these 11 Star Trek movies. So I'm proud to say, much like many other people, my favorite of all the Star Wars movies is Star Wars Episode Two: The Empire Strikes Back. Now, as I stated, I, I posted this on social media and a few people replied and gave me their rankings. Lewis has Attack of the Clones at 11, Solo at 10, Rogue One at 9, Rise of Skywalker at 7, The Last Jedi at 8. He backed those up in this typing, and I didn't notice that until just now. <laughs> Number 6, The Force Awakens. Number 5, Phantom Menace. Number 4, Revenge of the Sith. 3, The Empire Strikes Back. To A New Hope, and his favorite is Return of the Jedi. Kate had responded, wow, that's tough. And then I said, do it. And she didn't, so thanks, Kate. Anyways, Paul had stated in his... I, I referenced Paul earlier. He said, 11 was Attack of the Clones. 10, a Fan The Phantom Menace. 9, Solo. 8, The Rise of Skywalker. 7, The Last Jedi. 6, Revenge of the Sith, 5, Rogue One, 4, Return of the Jedi, 3, The Force Awakens, which was interesting, he had that above Jedi, number 2, The Empire Strikes Back, and at number 1, Star Wars, in parentheses, Find a New Hope. And, like I stated, he said earlier, it's hard not to put Star Wars, A New Hope, at number one because of the reasons I stated before. So thank you all for sharing your opinions on that. If you have a different listing, let us know on Facebook or Twitter at Random Topic Generator. And until the next episode, when we see what the Random Topic Generator has for us, we will just leave you with this. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> <laughs>